Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. If you landed on this episode because you're experiencing loneliness to some degree, know that you're not alone. And if you're not feeling lonely, good. Share this episode with someone you know who would benefit. Welcome to CEO on the Go. I wanted to talk about loneliness and isolation simply because it's become such an issue with a number of clients who are CEOs and senior executives, and also with some personal friends that I've been in conversations with recently. And I know that naturally the pandemic has amplified that feeling, but loneliness was considered an epidemic even before the pandemic hit. And I've experienced loneliness a lot myself over the years in my work and personal life. Often feel like a lone wolf, which is why I think I really enjoyed being part of such an awesome team last week for that TV show that I talked about that was captured in the most recent episode, Smart Teamwork Lessons Based on Four Days to Save the World. Um, It's just great to be around other mission-driven people. There's a different energy and feeling of connection. So like any other negative state or feeling I'm experiencing, I want to understand it better, to get curious, right? Don't ask the question, what is wrong with me? That's something that I preach whenever you're experiencing any kind of negative situation or emotion. Don't try to turn against yourself. Instead, get curious. So I've been doing a little informal research on the topic, and here's some interesting statistics. One study found that over 47% of the population in America is considered to be lonely before the pandemic. So you can only imagine how conditions related to the pandemic have amplified that. I saw another global survey based on over 23,000 respondents between the ages of 16 and 74 to see what countries are characterized by greater loneliness. Brazil had the highest rate at 50% of the population, followed by Turkey, India, and Saudi Arabia. America and Canada were around 30%. The Netherlands reports the lowest percentage, where there are fewer people there who express concern about loneliness. And by the way, I also looked up Portugal specifically because this podcast is doing well in Portugal. So Um, To any listeners out there in Portugal, the only survey that I could find was dated back in 2017, and it looked at people who were between ages of 20 and 64, and it showed that the loneliness rate was 59%, but that may be an old statistic. Women report being more lonely compared to men, but there's some thinking that men tend to be less open about expressing their loneliness, so there's a little skepticism about that particular survey. One in five millennials say they have no friends. No friends. Feeling of loneliness is especially prevalent at work. When you've got people that are kind of head down, staring at computers, not engaging with other people, even in some of the meetings that I've led or participated in recently, people have brought their laptops doing other work or they're staring at their phones You can kind of get away with that when you are virtual, but when you're literally sitting across the table from someone in person and they rarely look up from their laptop, it doesn't help to build relationships. Other people that you're meeting with can feel invisible or even disrespected. 
So even if you're among people in person, you can still feel that disconnection. It's also important to understand the greater impact of loneliness when it comes to mental health, physical health, the health of your business. People who express some sense of loneliness are more depressed, anxious, more likely to develop dementia, and more likely to quit their jobs. I just read an article recently, I can't recall the source, but it said many employees, especially young people, are eager to return to the office, but it's so that they can connect with each other, not the boss. So think about that. I'm guessing since you're listening to this CEO on the go podcast, that it's likely you are the boss and that you have your own issues feeling isolated or lonely at times. The top executives that I work with are typically under a lot of pressure. They have very limited networks of people that they can speak to or confide in, you know, really small trust circle. They don't feel safe sharing information that can be sensitive or confidential. So they're, they're really isolated at the top. And I think the pandemic has also stirred up a lot of internal thinking, internal questions about life and true aspirations. I know that people are, are trying to figure out what do they really want now that they're reemerging. And some of these ideas are hard for them or anyone to process easily. Some of my clients are thinking through questions like, how do I deal with a partner in the business that I don't want to work with anymore? How do I know what I really want now? I don't even have time to think about that with all that I'm dealing with. Or they admit that they don't have close friends to talk to. They feel alone in how they're trying to think through things. Some admit that they might even want out of the business. Even if you're married or in a relationship, you can feel lonely. It's easy sometimes to, to not feel understood or supported. Even if you're surrounded by a lot of people at work, you can feel lonely. So loneliness has less to do with your social situation and more to do with your inner state or your inner situation, whatever is going on inside. You can't make assumptions about whether someone is lonely or why they may be lonely based on their situation or circumstances. Over the years, I've created services that I wish that I had had when I felt the need for greater connection in my executive role. Sometimes it was a disconnect with other people. Sometimes I felt like it was a disconnection within myself. I felt pressure to show up in a certain way that really didn't feel um, authentic to me. That's why I started my own business in the coaching field initially. That was the, the start where I really wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with individuals on some of these issues. And then I started leading executive peer groups because those can be so powerful when you bring peers together to talk about issues in a safe place with other people who understand what's going on and who can offer feedback. The longest running group that I currently lead has been running for around 20 years. And of course, my business has evolved over the years so that I work with teams and organizations as a whole now. But I wish that I had had a group of peers that I could have turned to when I first launched my business. And now I make extra effort to stay connected to my peers who are doing work that's somewhat similar to what I'm doing now. Reflecting on this topic, I thought one of my motivations for even doing this podcast is so that leaders don't feel so alone in the challenges that they face and in the emotions that they feel. So I think what I'm ultimately trying to convey in this episode is that one, it's important to acknowledge loneliness that you might feel personally, or to be more aware of loneliness that's likely being experienced by people that you work with. So to, to tune your sensitivity radar, again, become more curious. And then secondly, consider coming back to work in a new way where you're not defaulting to old patterns that may have existed before things shifted so much. 
talked about that in another previous episode called Returning to the Strange New World of Work. That's a deeper dive into issues to, to think about as people are returning to work. Um, I think loneliness is just one of them. You've got a great opportunity to start fresh and to identify some new ways of working together with your team going forward. Um, a few simple things that you can do to help reduce or minimize loneliness at work with you or your team. Express gratitude. You know, you hear that a lot. Be grateful. Express that. But it doesn't have to be anything formal. This could be an informal gesture where you thank a team member for doing something specific, something that shows them that they're being acknowledged, that they're seen and appreciated. That's a great start to kind of open the door. People open up a bit more. We can start the conversation with some form of gratitude. Also, show curiosity. You don't have to delve into personal matters, but you can ask questions like, how are you? <laughs> Instead of, how are you doing? Try, how are you feeling today? You know, we're so used to saying, how are you doing? And people can say, fine. Um, and be careful, by the way, if they say fine, I have a counselor friend who says fine stands for feeling insecure, neurotic, and emotional. F-I-N-E. That's what it stands for. <laughs> and so ask questions. Anything I can do to support you? anything on your mind, you know, just to give uh, an easy opening so that other people that you're speaking with might volunteer some information or be more engaging in the conversation with you. Foster engagement, get people talking together. And you can do this in subtle ways. You, you can say, Bob, can you work with Mary to figure out who needs to be involved on the project? Or Sarah, will you get with Sam to make a recommendation? So actively look for ways to help your team become more engaged, especially if they're not doing that automatically. Before I wrap up today, I wanted to share an insight based on a conversation with a friend who was expressing some frustration about um, their own ability to feel better. You know, I should be able to figure this out. What's wrong with me? They kept saying things like that. And we talked about how ineffective the wrong expectations can be. For example, a lot of people believe uh, affirmations should do the trick. And, and they admit, well, I can't just say tomorrow is a new day or I'm worthy and actually feel that. So sometimes the expectations that you should feel better make things worse because you just feel like that doesn't help you. So do whatever resonates with you. Take some pressure off of yourself to have to find some kind of magic solution. Know that the cloud will lift over time. And when you don't like how you're feeling, in addition to better understanding what's going on, try to change something in your experience. You know, my experience on set filming the TV show last week was a radical change of experience for me, but it could actually be a subtle shift going to a different restaurant, participating in, a, in an activity that you ordinarily wouldn't do, things like that. Loneliness can perpetuate loneliness. So do something to disrupt that pattern. I hope this has been helpful. Like I said, it's such an important topic to delve into and to acknowledge. Again, if you are lonely, you are not alone. It's just another opportunity to explore what's happening and work through it. I hope that you have a good rest of the week, connecting with other people in new ways and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, feel free to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn or visit workmatters.com. You might also want to check out the Social Movement TV show, a bold new docuseries that brings together entrepreneurs from all over the world to solve impossible world problems. 
I'll be featured in season two, and you can learn more by visiting workmatters.com forward slash social movement. Until next time, keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you.